they're bucket heads. Are we ready? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds very ghost-like. It is. It is. It is October officially. It's spooky season, so it is. It's a good time to be woo spooky. But um, yeah, we brought in the month. Jen made me watch Fear Street. It was so good. It's so good, right? So good. I you watch all three parts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's so good. I heard they're coming out with another like installation of another fear street and i'm just like oh, oh yeah that's gonna be great rl stein man kicking it off with our entire Which is so lives funny because i could not read goosebumps as a child it scared me too much <laughs> <laughs> i know i i casually watched like the old goosebumps on netflix just throughout the year just to make myself happy so it 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 flows all together yeah no, i've i watched the fear street trilogy at least twice now so yeah her next goal is to make me watch haunting of hill house and bly manor I haven't watched Bly Manor yet, but Haunting at Hill House is very well, good. She got upset when she found out that I'd seen Midnight Mass mm. and not the other two, but I'm like, they aren't like in conjunction with each other. They're not. No, I haven't watched Midnight Mass though, so you have that it's, one oh, on me. Oh, it's it's your shit. It's your I'm, shit. I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. But um, we're here to talk about Mississippi. I know. <laughs> It's just it's October and it's, it's like October. actually the hurricane brought cool weather. Oh, I know. I walked outside like a couple days ago and it was below like it was like 62 degrees or something like that and I literally locked the door, like walked a couple steps and like felt the air breeze and like I ran back inside unlocking my door screaming at Nathan who was still laying in bed. I'm like it's cold outside. It's nice. Like so yeah. yeah. It's like the day the day after the hurricane passed, like we walked outside and we were like, oh, is that a is that a chill in the air? Is it breeze? Is it fall? Has it no. begun? <laughs> Whereas <laughs> the entirety of South Florida is just still flooded. Just water everywhere. Yeah. I got four days off from work. They got a lake in their house. <laughs> like, I don't think that's comparable, but it is no. it is absolutely not comparable. <laughs> Like but they they got messed up hardcore. They, they got messed up hardcore. Yeah. Uh, so this is a Mississippi episode. I was about to say, but Mississippi wasn't hit by the hurricane this Mississippi time. Mississippi was fine <laughs> this time of, of their long stream of hurricanes. I'm sure that we will talk about at one point during the season. But um, I think it's funny how Florida had so many hurricanes in their history. And then when we talked about Mississippi's history, not a hurricane in sight. <laughs> I'm sure there was, but we there had to be because if they it. hit Pensacola, then they had to have hit Mississippi. Yeah, like we just didn't talk about it. They're like, yeah, you know, it's the South. It's near the Gulf. There's, I'm sure there was a hurricane or two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you begin our episode with history's mysteries. I do. I'm so excited. Okay, quick, Caroline. So I have a question for you. I'm how. So important is your hair to you oh well i i shave like a good 50 percent of it off so i wish i did as well at some point yes you did that was that was a long you you had a long stint of of shaving your head your hair off as well yeah i we just switched like you're growing yours out and i i just keep shaving mine off but um I would say it's it's fairly important. Like I do have a mullet like, that I keep. We're up. we're both. I was gonna say we're both relatively picky about like cut color style. Like I've been going to the same person since 2015. You went on the hunt for your barber. Yeah. Now, when you were like 
a kid, like mm-hmm. six to eight years old, how important was your hair? Eh. I really could give no shits about my hair. My mom used to, like, have my hair cut for me. So I had, like, a solid, that 90s kid bowl cut for a while, which I'm pretty sure was on just every white kid. Actually, just any kid in general in the 90s. So, eh. So, you know, you said that you were, you know, your mom picked it for you. Well, what if, like, your mom didn't even pick the haircut for you and, like, you just woke up one day and had a haircut? An unwanted one that was not finished. Wait, what? <laughs> like you just woke up one day and like half your hair is shorter than the other half? Like, uh huh. What? <laughs> I would have so many questions. <laughs> I just have. Well, okay. In the year of 1942, okay. Over a three week time span. In Pascagoula, Mississippi. Um, this was happening. Like to little girls. To little girls, okay. Specifically little blonde girls. There was one adult, but they called him the Phantom Barber. <laughs> <laughs> so Phantom Barber. Yeah, I was going to say, after some technical difficulties, the Phantom Barber. The Phantom Barber. So the first unwanted haircut was on Friday, June 5th at a convent (laughs) called Our Lady of Victories. Two young girls, Mary Briggs and Edna Heidel, were in their room asleep when Mary woke up to what she said was a kind of short fat man bending over her with something shiny in his hand. She said that he was messing with her hair, and when he saw her open her eyes, he went, shh. But instead, she screamed, as As, you should. As you should? What the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Um, And he ran and jumped out the window. Hair in tow. Her hair, which was about shoulder length, maybe a little bit more, Uh was now about two to three inches on one side. Aww. Yeah. So yeah. she got an unwanted shave, basically. <laughs> like Pretty much. Um, I was no. gonna say <laughs> you're like, no. See, that's why I'm I was like, when you process. were a kid, <laughs> when you were a kid, how important was your hair? <laughs> okay, well, like, there's a difference between like, you know, just oh, you know, getting a haircut because your parents want it, and then like waking up to the, the creepy Santa Claus man like taking your hair like there's a fucking what <laughs> summer claws he, he takes the hair to make your dolls with <laughs> like i am just so uh baffled like i've heard about like people with a hair fetish will like walk around malls or stuff like that and like cut women's hair in like the elevator or something this is why this is the only reason why you've not heard of this okay so like so i've heard people who have hair fetishes like people will like legit have hair fetishes and they will like like they will carry around scissors in their pocket and like if you get behind them in line or like in an elevator especially they'll like cut your hair if you don't notice 
and then like they'll just go about your day and then you won't notice and that you have like a chunk of your hair missing later on this is my new worst fear this is this is why because i've seen it like you know people on like ncis or csi or one of those like crime shows or something like that like i've heard about real life stories with it but like you know when they do it on tv and stuff like that this is why i always put my back to the back of the uh of any wall in an elevator so there's no like if there's any way that someone is sitting standing behind me or something like that i turn so my back is facing the wall so i see everybody in the elevator because i am terrified terrified of somebody cutting my hair in the elevator i'm never taking an elevator fucking again right like, isn't that creepy? Like, it's not as creepy as just some per- some fat man coming into your hair. Especially you know, when you're, like, a seven-year-old sl- girl. Exactly. Like, a sleep cutting your hair. Like, that is even more terrifying. Um, especially as a little blonde girl. Like, I, mm. Yes. We both technically were little blonde girls. Mine exactly. was just darker than most blondes. And so, like, that's terrifying. But, yeah, like, and, like, real-life situations, like... I don't know how prevalent it is nowadays um, because pretty much anybody can sell anything on the internet. So I'm sure like, yeah, there's plenty of like actual human hair being sold now. It's like wigs and yeah. stuff. So, but I think it was like in the early nineties, like late eighties, no. early nineties. Like I've heard, I saw a lot of stories about this. You just like, gave me something else to have nightmares about. I appreciate that. Thanks. You're you're very welcome. That's what I'm here for. But yeah, yeah. No, it was, it's it's legit terrifying because people have like the weirdest fetishes. Like no, I'm aware. Fetish, feet fetishes. Yeah, it's it's not as uncommon as it you know and as stigmatized because you know people sell their feet on the internet for buttloads of money. Um, Pictures of their feet, not their yeah. actual feet. <laughs> no, 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 no. People like chop their feet off and send them in the mail. Like, don't you know it's a new thing? Um, but yeah, no, that's pictures a dark of the- website I haven't seen yet. Welcome to the dark web. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, like there was like a string of these things, like in malls and stuff, where people would like ride, like women with long hair would ride the elevator. And then there would be this, like, this weird man or somebody behind them with scissors and they would just cut their hair in the elevator. No, listen, like, I've spent the last year growing my, my hair out. Yeah. You fucking cut it. I'm cutting you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the only person that... allowed to cut my hair is Tanya. That's very true. At this point, like I, I cut my own hair. I'm just like whatever, fuck it. Like unless yeah. I really need to go to the 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 barber or whatever to like get it like shaped up, I just cut my own hair. Like I thinned my own hair last time. I was just like fuck it. I don't I don't trust myself enough. I fuck it up. Okay, yeah, but anyway, so Phantom Barber is cutting yes. little girls' hairs. Yeah. So so Mary was the only victim in this circumstance. Edna had nothing happen to her. Less than a week later, Monday, June 8th. So literally, like, the girls happened on a Friday. And then on Monday, June 8th, a six-year-old named Carol Piate woke up to find a lot of her hair missing. They didn't have a photo of her, so I don't know what defines a lot. But I'm assuming if he took a chunk of Mary's hair, he took a decent chunk of Carol's. Because she didn't wake up during the process. I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse. Right. So, like, if I woke up, like, I'm just putting myself here. I'm an eight-year-old girl asleep. Six. Six. Oh, damn. Yeah, okay. no, this I'm girl a, was six. Six-year-old girl asleep in her bed, right? And I'm 
knocked out. Like I had a long day at the playground. I'm really tired. And some, I just, some fucker takes these, just like this, like half of my hair. Yeah. And you don't wake up. I think I would rather not wake up and just wake up just half my hair missing then wake up in the middle of him then like i would be terrified to go to sleep ever again yeah well i mean i think i would be terrified to go to sleep like in general after that well yeah but like i feel like waking up to seeing somebody over me in my sleep compared to knowing somebody did something in my sleep like i feel like i don't know no it's yeah no very i get 50 50 but yeah like, so i would mm. So apparently the way he got in was that he cut the screen on her window mm. and like climbed in through her window. And this was happening while she slept in the same room as her twin brother. What? what yeah. Is, this guy has an affinity for like risk. I, yeah. He's a <laughs> fucking, fucking thrill seeker of the 1940s. Like. <laughs> I need some hair and some thrill. Let's find somebody who's in a room with another person and just like <laughs> secret haircut. <laughs> like. Now, this was the only attack. I'm going to call it an attack. The only okay. attack where there was like any semblance of evidence left behind because there was a, a footprint left behind. And my sources were a little conflicting. One <laughs> says that it was by the window and another one says that it was on the bed with Carol. Which I want to believe the window one because if it was on the bed with Carol, that means this motherfucker was like <laughs> straddling her, like ah, haircut. <laughs> Which for a six-year-old child is just terrifying. For anybody that is terrifying. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like you're like, oh, by the window, that makes sense. And I was expecting like, oh, on the inside of the window, not on the bed <laughs> yeah. with a little girl. Like what? Like this man is like. Mm. Mm-hmm. So not a, not, not a fan of any of this. I'm not having the, a great time at all. The, <laughs> the, the last of the uh haircuts was on June 23rd, and this one was not a child. This was an adult. Her name was Mrs. Taylor. She woke up to two inches of her brand new perm having been taken in the night. <laughs> that is so shitty. Exactly. I was like, you just spent all that time getting a perm and now it's fucking ruined. But you know how you were talking about this dude loves risk? Yeah. She was not only in a sleep in the same room as her husband, but also her two daughters. So there were four people in this room. And none of them woke up. No. And this specific attack led the police to believe that the barber was using chloroform to keep people from waking up. Since Mrs. Taylor was quoted as saying, I had a vague feeling of something passing over my face, then woke up feeling ill. That would explain a lot, but also <laughs> audacity. To chloroform four, like five people? And not just that, while they're already asleep. Right? Like, like ah, you're already asleep, but breathe this in a little bit more. Your snoring is bothering my haircut. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> snoring is bothering my haircut. Like it's getting me out of the mood to give this woman a haircut. Like the fuck! <laughs> you're you're harshing my zen. Okay. I'm here for risk, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for risk, not annoyance. Okay. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, in the midst of this happening, these three attacks, which happened over a three-week period, there was also an attack Mm -hmm. that happened on a couple where the perpetrator broke in and beat a husband and wife, like, with an iron pipe. Okay. The police were like, that's the same person. How? I don't know. I don't feel like it was the same person. That doesn't seem like his MO at all. Exactly. So the man's just here for hair. <laughs> and a so, little bit of risk. <laughs> needless to say, Pascagoula was a little on edge. A little? <laughs> a little on edge. This town had kind of had an economic boom due to the war. It had a lot of like mills and factories that were like shipbuilding and stuff. Okay. Um, and a lot of the factories were having a hard time finding people to fill the night shifts because all of the dads were sitting at home with guns in their lap waiting for this motherfucker to try to take their kid's hair. Honestly? I, I love it. it. <laughs> like, I'd be like, like, no, I need to be at home. Like, like shotgun cock. Exactly. Like, like chilling... I'm just picturing every single house in Mississippi, in this Mississippi town, just mm-hmm. the dads on the in the rocking chair chairs yeah, with their right. shotgun, just being like, "Come break into my house." With like their cold beer or something like that, just chilling in their hands, <laughs> coveralls and a beer. Very redneck. <laughs> yeah, it's very redneck. That's all I can picture. It's just like a line of houses down, and all the porch lights are on. And then, like, Tom, Bill, and Jerry or something like that. They're just all, like, chit-chatting with their shotguns in their hands and their beer and the other ones, like, across porches or something like that. You think this motherfucker's gonna show tonight? I don't know, man. We're all out waiting for him. I, I dare him to show his face. Like, and it's probably, you know, the fourth guy in the rocking chair down at the end who's just trying to play it all off. Like, oh, yeah. I definitely didn't cut little <laughs> hair two nights before in the convent. Mm-mm. I'm gonna sit here like all the other dads. Yeah, he's just like try to play this off like I'm not a fucking weirdo. (laughs) In reality, his daughter just had a really big issue of just cutting off her doll's hair and like freaking out that it wasn't growing back, and so he was having to go make little doll wigs. (laughs) Like, okay, so it was three weeks, right? It It was was three, three three weeks, three separate uh, females of varying age. I'm assuming various hair texture because one just got a perm but supposedly all blonde okay all blonde i I am i understand the mystery of the history now like what the fuck is his (laughs) like like they're obviously like maybe he was a barber or maybe he worked in a hair salon or something and he got fired because he was a little weird with the female blondes and like he just needed his hair fixed or something i'm (laughs) really going just deep into this man's psyche right now i really need to understand the hair fix i wish people could have seen your face (laughs) that was amazing now, I will say, I do have a suspect for you. Oh, okay. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, after two months, so in August, okay. um, the police did arrest a man. 
His name was William Dolan. He was a 57-year-old German chemist. <laughs> questions. Is he a Nazi? <laughs> like, what is happening that he needs blonde hair? <laughs> <laughs> now, he, here's the thing. Is, so apparently, he had had a disagreement with the Heidelbergs, which was the couple that was beaten with the iron pipe. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> this is completely off topic. Oh no! <laughs> All I can picture when you say that name <laughs> is the, the dad from Fairly Off Parents going Finkelberg. <laughs> That's what I thought you were gonna say. Yes, <laughs> yes. So he apparently had had a disagreement with them. Okay, which. One report that I read said that he did admit to having been the one that attacked them. And while the police were searching his home, blonde hair was found near it. Some reports say that it was found in his home. Or on the bed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> and um, the police reasoned that it was since he was a German chemist, like he was from Germany, mm -hmm. um, that his reason for the attacks was an attempt to impair the morale of war workers. What? Yes. Like, there has been a multitude of dumbass reasons given by cops over the years. Like, just a, a plethora of bullshit that just, that, mm, that is just another one on the list of bullshit excuses for arresting this man. Like, I'm sure cutting little blonde girl's hair has nothing to do with the war effort. Well, except for the fact that it did make nighttime production halt, basically. But, like, other than that. Valid reason behind that <laughs> shit. Nah, I don't think it. I don't think the night shifts not being filled was enough to like hinder, like a lot. They still went to work in the morning. Like exactly, yeah. Like it's not like they halted production altogether. It's just like oh, <laughs> from like. <laughs> You're so animated today, and I love it. I've had a lot of coffee this morning, okay? <laughs> like, I have a lot of espresso in my system currently. Oh, my God. But, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, they're trying to put a damper on the war effort. One, if they were trying to put a damper on the war effort, you would have cut more than three people's hair in a matter of three weeks. Two, it would have like halted production altogether. Just a night shift is not going to stop your war effort. I'm sorry. Like and my thing is, is he's a fucking chemist. Wouldn't he just go blow up the factory? Right? Like just go kaboom. You have the chemicals, do it. Um, like you say he's a chemist and he's a German chemist. All of my brain is going is he's doing like, I don't know, experiments for Hitler on why blonde hair is better. Like uh, this is this is Hitler and you know I didn't even about... connect the blonde hair thing to the German like thing. I didn't even make that connection. 
that was my automatic connection. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, German chemist, he's doing Nazi-like weird uh, experiments and shit. Because they did do that kind of bullshit. They did. They did. German people are bad as a German. I could say that. Um, <laughs> like We were not great at the time. Um, now we just drink beer and eat a lot of wieners. It's fine. Um <laughs> Schnitzel? Uh, <laughs> um, with the sauerkraut? Anyway. <laughs> now, now, Dolan was arrested and went to jail for 10 years okay. for the attack on the Heidelbergs. Dinkelberg. Okay. That's and good. That's good. Most of the people were happy to see him arrested and go to jail because uh, he was he was known for having German sympathies throughout the war. My my theory is proven. Solve a mystery. Done. But <laughs> others Aww. had doubts from the very beginning that Dolan was the barber. Aww. But like, why though? So Dolan always maintained his innocence and was released early after passing a lie detector test and after evidence found that the footprint from Carol's room was different from Dolan's. Okay. I'm still I'm still on the German chemist doing experiments on a blonde hair thing. I don't think I'll ever let it go. Now, people were like, but the barber's haircut stopped after he was arrested. But he wasn't arrested until August, and Miss Taylor was the last one at the end of June. So either way, they had stopped. They stopped, yeah. Like So nobody really knows if Dolan was the barber, if the barber just stopped, if the barber moved. Nobody knows who cut these kids, people's hair. Okay. Just broke into the home. All right. Cut open their 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 windows and then cut off their hair. It's a lot of it's a lot of cutting involved. <laughs> There's a lot of cutting involved. A lot of cutting involved. That <laughs> Welcome is... to Mississippi, baby. <laughs> wow, that was that was a roller coaster, and I enjoyed every twist and turn. I oh, that was chef's kiss beautiful yeah i told you because you said yours had alien insurance vibes and i was like mine has i don't think we've done anything like mine yeah my mine is mine coming up has that kind of like general like alien insurance vibes we got a kind of an odd dude doing odd things um but honestly, I'm so in love with this story. When I was, like, going through and, like, trying to find something to do for my category for the obscure, I was like, there is just a heaping helping of things that I could do for this. And then I found it. I found it's it's obscure, to say the least, but it's also just, like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> can, okay. can, can I ask for a brief pause real quick? I think yeah. I hear my kitten getting into things. So yeah. give me just a moment while go. I go check on the Baj. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I'm leaving this in the episode uh -huh. because um, I I knew I heard something. Uh -huh. Our little kitten loves to attack lizards through the window. Okay. He picked a different window than normal today, which is the window by both mine and my roommate's desks. And this is what I walked out there to hear because I heard thumping and I'm like, that's not good. So check your messages. All right, let's see. 
<laughs> is he in a trash can? <laughs> he <laughs> fell off the windowsill into a trash can and was trying to get out of the trash can and get the lizard still. Amazing. Absolutely positively amazing. <laughs> God, he's a little shit half the time. But good God, is he not entertaining. Oh, love that. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, <laughs> kitten check is over. <laughs> yep. Alright, so for my obscure Mississippi story, we're going to talk about something not so obscure first. Um, If you haven't, I would recommend... Watching oh, Lord. the new Elvis biopic by Baz Luhrmann. Not only okay. is El uh, Austin Butler just drop dead gorgeous in it as as Elvis Presley, he just oh so good. Um, but it's a general it's a general okay retelling of Elvis's story. But I will give you a little backstory here on the Elvis. Elvis Aaron Presley was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. On January 8th in 1935 to Vernon Elvis and Gladys Love in a two-room shotgun house built by Elvis's father, Vernon. Growing up in the Assembly of God Church is where his love of music began. By the age of 13, he was really getting into his musical kind of thing, and that really became his whole life. Um, as, as many people know, the story of Elvis kind of captivated the world, still does. Um, yeah. He rose to fame in the early 50s, and from then on, he's had fans all over the world, taking, uh, taking inspiration from Elvis's looks, his fashion tastes, and his music. But we are talking about only one fan today. Oh, no. This one fan made it his entire career. So, born in 1942 in Detroit, Michigan, Paul McLeod lived a fairly general, normal life. He worked in prisons. He worked in an automotive assembly plant, which you do in Detroit because yeah. that's pretty much all you do in Detroit. Um, but overall, he was generally unemployed most of his life. But um, growing up in that same age began obsession with Elvis Presley. Just deep dived into this man's life right so there's not much on paul's like early life other than the fact that um he he just kind of was generally not exceptional in life you know what i mean <laughs> i relate god <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> um, just generally not exceptional. Um, so but by the mid-1970s, Paul GNA, had baby. GNA. <laughs> um, Paul had relocated to Holly Springs, Mississippi, which is only about 40 miles south of Elvis's famed home, Graceland, in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, um, a little bit about Paul's life up until this point. Apparently, he did marry twice, um, but both ended up in divorce because of his obsession with Elvis. I was about to say, <laughs> was it because he loved Elvis more? Yeah, he did love Elvis more Those than hips, he loved. Those hips, man. Those it, hips. Uh, he rocks in a, he he rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. um, so after uh, Elvis's death in 1977, which he died at Graceland, um, Graceland became a museum for Elvis in 1982. Paul spent a lot of his time visiting and uh, El Graceland and collecting general memorabilia for Elvis. So his Holly Springs home soon became just 
overwhelmed with quote-unquote millions of dollars worth of merchandise and memorabilia of just Elvis Presley. So the man um, had a problem, (laughs) needed rehab from Elvis Presley. Um, But with all of this millions of dollars worth of merchandise, um, he decided that he was going to make a little museum of his own. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) So in 1990, in Holly Springs, Mississippi, Paul opened his home, which he dubbed Graceland 2. Not T-W-O, but T-O-O. So Graceland 2. Like, Graceland as well. (laughs) I mean, if most of the stuff is things that you bought while at Graceland, like, maybe? (laughs) Possibly? (laughs) Um, so Paul opened his home, Graceland 2, as a museum of his collection of Elvis memorabilia, was open 24-7, 365 days a year, which he gave personal tours of his home slash collection to tourists who came by. You know there was this drunk (laughs) motherfucker that would show up at like 2 a.m. that was like, hey, hey. Show me around your house. <laughs> Show me Elvis, baby. <laughs> you know that was the hey, 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 bars are closed. Bars are closed. Let's go see the Elvis house. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was $5 to enter. Oh, so that's this, nothing. Exactly. So this is how Paul made his living was just giving tours of his house to people. When did he sleep if it was open 24 7? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, his two story home, which he occupied the top floor of, um, was remodeled multiple times um, to uh, mimic the iconic Graceland. Like, the first picture is like they have the, co- like, this two story house has like the columns in the front everything um it was also painted like the most ungodly of colors like originally it was like this baby pink color like the entire house was baby pink um yeah it was not cute um and then it was white like the iconic graceland and then eventually blue now um this became like the roadside attraction in Holly's oh, Springs. I'm sure. In Holly's oh, Springs, I'm sure. Mississippi. Like, um, the assistant tourism council lady or whatever said that his house, Graceland 2, was the number one tourist attraction in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Now, I didn't really look up and see how big Holly Springs, Mississippi is. But if it's, like, most of the towns in Mississippi, I feel like it's not that big. So, <laughs> Jesse's doing the research Holly for me. Springs. Apparently, there's multiple of them. Mississippi. <laughs> Population 7,727. So, not that big. Not that big. Not that big. It is right. 12.8 square miles. <laughs> so, yeah. Of course, his Graceland 2 is going to be the number one roadside attraction because there's no other roadside attractions. Um, now, <laughs> now, Paul himself also kind of became 
part of the attraction. He was oh, known for Lord. his eccentricity, where he, you know, dressed like Elvis, behaved like Elvis, um, basing his pretty much his entire life on Elvis. Also claiming that he drank two dozen cans of soda a day, just like Elvis. Yeah. 24 cans of soda a day? That is a lot of soda. He had to keep his museum open just to pay for the soda. It had to have been Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> it had to be so he could stay awake. Right? Ooh. <laughs> to keep it open all day. Now, Graceland 2 was the popular roadside attraction, um, mostly with students from the University of Mississippi, like you said, where, you know, you probably wasted at 2 a.m. because the bars just closed and just groups of college students is just tracing through Paul's house. Oh, yeah. Just looking at all of his shit and mm -hmm. just all of the memorabilia. Having him do impressions. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So um, the roadside attraction was open for 25 years. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. So uh, it wasn't until June of 2014 where a... Um... Say a fire. Say a fire. Say a fire. No, not a fire. Hurricane? Nope. Keep on guessing. You're not going to get it. Landslide? Nope. Earthquake? Nope. The Mississippi River flooded. Paul shot a person. <laughs> <laughs> Paul You're shot right. Him. I wasn't going to get it because <laughs> I thought it was going to be something with the house. Like, I was going to be like, all of his memorabilia is gone. Nope. Paul shot and killed a man. Um, <laughs> so, Paul what did was... the man do? Oh, it's uh, not great. Um, oh. On Paul's part, the man had nothing like he yeah no um so paul was involved with an altercation resulting in the death of a man named david taylor a 28 year old black man um taylor was, yeah taylor was assisting paul with repainting the exterior of graceland too um to that god-awful blue color <laughs> and the two were arguing over are you ready are you ready ten dollars so two admissions tickets. Yeah, two admissions tickets worth of uh, of money and unpaid $10. So, like, Paul was supposed to pay David $10. Apparently, Paul's like, no, I guess. And then Paul shot Taylor at point blank range, killing him. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Not to take it back fuck? to last episode, but was he like, this is Mississippi, I don't pay you. Like, I don't know. I don't like, what? And you know why? And you know why it's we don't know dollars? It's $10. In what? You said 2014? Mm-hmm. 2014, that's not a lot of money. Mm -mm. No. Like, that's not even a quarter tank of gas. Nope. Now, do we know why Paul did this. No. You know why? Because after he cooperated with the police and was released with no charges filed. What? Yes. No charges filed on Paul for shooting a man for no reason. And fucking murdering him at point blank range. Yep. One day later. One, one singular day later. 
Paul suffered a major heart attack and died Good. on the on the front porch of Graceland too. Good. Just a singular day after killing a man, he went and met his hero Elvis Presley. <laughs> I don't think he ended up in the same place as Elvis. I don't know. Elvis wasn't uh, wasn't a great person either. No, 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 no. I'm aware. <laughs> but I'm just saying his punishment for <laughs> murdering a man over ten dollars. Yeah. His personal hell should be that he's constantly separated from anything Elvis. I would hope so. Also, how much you want to bet it's because nobody was coming to see his fucking museum and he did not have the ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I, I spent it on soda. I'm sorry. <laughs> when you drink in 24 fucking day. Like, wonder what his Costco trip was like. It's just probably entire... like mine when I ran the vending machine business. <laughs> just carts of soda. Just oh. carts. Carts and carts of soda. His passing was mourned on social media and made national headlines. Why are we mourning a murderer? But he's an eccentric murderer. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's a murderer and got let go. Mm -hmm. Just your processing face is amazing. <laughs> No, like my story's not long today, but boy, does it have a good twist. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was no. you. You fucking M Night Shyamalan that shit. I did. I did. You like, buried the lead with it, just like you did with the vampire plague. Like, uh, I'm really good at the twists. I feel like I'm I'm getting there with the twists. Um, so after you know making national headlines after his funeral was held at the museum. Not anywhere else, but at the museum. I mean, where else would it be? Honestly, surrounded by his shit. It's not like it could be an actual Graceland. Graceland yeah. 1. <laughs> Graceland 1. <laughs> not Graceland 2, but Graceland 1. <laughs> um, uh, the mourners decorated the property with what? Guess. I want you to guess. Blue suede shoes. <laughs> Cans of soda. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, we're not going that expensive. <laughs> we we would have to go to a lot of thrift shops for blue suede shoes. They don't really make those in 2014. <laughs> so, yeah, Coke. We're going to go with Coke. Because clearly he was on some when he fucking murdered a man. People are just kind of skipping over the murder. They're just kind <laughs> of like, yeah, he was fine for a while. He did have that hiccup where he killed a man for $10, but then he was fine. For a day. For a day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now the contents of Graceland 2 went up for auction in 2015, with the entire lot of items being sold for reported $54,500. Well, yeah, because it's not worth millions if it's mass-produced at Graceland 1. <laughs> like, I want to, like, I was looking for pictures inside the house. Like, and I couldn't find anything except for the fact that apparently uh, 
Phoebe Bridgers. Do you know who Phoebe Bridgers is? And apparently she's a singer. Because yeah, when she came up. Yeah. So like and I Googled it. <laughs> yeah. So she made this song called Graceland 2, which apparently Oh, like, it was a god-awful pink. Oh my god. Yeah. It was a god-awful pink. And it is a god-awful blue. I, I'm telling you, man, it's gaudy as shit. Like, and it's just this small little house. That's just Jesus blue. Christ. But yeah, I, like, I found some pictures of inside and it's yeah. it's it would give me anxiety. It's just floor-to-ceiling surrounding you, Elvis Presley. God. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So, um, so it was sold $54,500 to an anonymous buyer in Georgia. Um, an issue with the online uh, bidding company required a new auction that held in May. So, like, original, I guess that didn't go through all the way. Um, because it was probably a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, ha, 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 I'm going to bid on this shit. Nobody else is going to buy it. Um, so, the vast majority of Graceland's two property, including hundreds of pieces of Presley memorabilia, was sold for an undisclosed amount in May of that year. Undisclosed. Because undisclosed. it was probably, like, $10,000. Yeah. So, um, later that year, in 2015, the home and all the remaining property was purchased by Marie and Jeffrey Underwood as members, as, um, as well as members of Friends of Graceland 2. So there was, like, a fan club of this man's house that was just a roadside attraction filled with Elvis Presley's face, uh, for $5,500. Now, that is fucking cheap for a house, especially, like, a roadside attraction. Like, let's just be honest here. You're buying a house. No, that is, yeah. For $5,500. Like, that is, like, dirt-ass cheap nowadays. But I just part can't... Of me, so, like, part of me was, like, you gotta also think about the fact that it it is also a murder scene. Yeah, I feel like everybody's just skipping over that. <laughs> like... Like that brings down Including property me. value. <laughs> like that brings down property values when a man is shot at point blank range. <laughs> Place is fucking haunted now because that ghost has a vengeance. That's why he died of a heart attack the next day. Yeah. Dude was like, you shot me and got away with it. It's time for you to go now. Yeah, David's just like, you know what, motherfucker? You also die. You yes. also die. But yeah. as he should. As he should. Absolutely, as he should. But yeah, so um, there is a Facebook group called Friends of Graceland Two. Um, there's like a whole thing, and then apparently a couple years after you know the loss of of good old uh, Paul, uh, there was a documentary being worked on about Paul and Graceland too. There was also like a photography book that was coming out of Graceland too. Like apparently it has been Graceland 2 has been commemorated in popular culture. Has it? Because like I've never heard of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know. 
but I just I was like, oh, this is cool. And then like I kept reading and I was like, oh God. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of a quirky little thing. Oh my god, the owner murdered somebody and then just died the next day. Like, what? Yeah, I feel like people are brushing over just like that two-day period. Yeah. I was like, like oh, yeah, two-day period. 25 years. Again, now, no, I and I see I didn't even think about this. Not only so the house was what five thousand five hundred dollars for the house, because one, it was a murder scene, but then also a dude died the next day. Yeah, so not only one death, but two deaths in a matter of that, a two-day period. That definitely brings down property value. I would I would think so. Doesn't matter if it's a roadside attraction or not. I don't. Now, I don't know what happened after the property. After Marie and Jeffrey Underwood purchased it, along with the Friends of Graceland, too. Like, all of the memorabilia and everything within it was sold. So, yeah. is, it, it, is it just a house now? Is it a memory of a memory? Who knows? We don't know, but it is quite obscure and it definitely has a story to it. You know, there was no phantom barbers involved, but you know. Thank God, because like if anybody ever fucked up Elvis's hair, that would have been an issue. Right? Ah, so that was that was my little short story for the obscure. I just I I was like, oh, this is this is good. It's not as good as Plague Vampires, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Just nobody remembers the fact that he murdered a man. Like, it's really, like, they really skip over it. Like, it's very... Really? It's it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, he had all this memorabilia. He would give tours for $5. He's trying a man. And then he died. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's like, oh, and then... Like, that, that's it. The story... Yeah. The story of Graceland 2. And what a story it is. <laughs> oh, here's a better like breakdown of it. I didn't find this originally, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um yeah, it's a whole like interview with McLeod. But I just uh it was yeah, that's 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 definitely a chef's kiss, especially that twist that, that twist everybody yeah. just ignores apparently. Yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, there was this really cool. Oh yeah, no, like he, he, he shot a guy for ten bucks, like it's no big deal. Like, and then he died, and like, oh my god, it was like so upsetting for the entire town. And you know, yeah. we all left cans of soda around the house to like for his memory, and like, you know, he was a great dude. He did a lot. He's got a fan club. Oh, okay. So here's a little a tidbit from this thing that I didn't read originally. So apparently, Paul says people would come from all over Sweden, Switzerland, Paris, France. Matthew Broderick was there one day. Um, one of the Bush daughters showed up, uh, drunk as a skunk. One of the Bush daughters showed up, drunk as a skunk. And because that's Batman- the only reason you go is because you're drunk and like, I want to laugh at this person. And Batman's Chris O'Donnell. Like, why didn't he just do the normal super fan thing and go, like, be an impersonator on Hollywood Boulevard? Right. Or, like, go to Vegas and marry people. Right. No, he had to open a weird house. And kill someone. And kill someone. Over $10. Over a really ugly blue color, too. God, like, why? I don't... Ugh. Like, there are better ways to deal with $10 than shooting somebody. 
give him one of your pieces of memorabilia that's worth like millions of dollars apparently millions of dollars millions of dollars i just <sighs> okay well are we ready to figure out what the bucket has in store for us for next time okay so you go first this time i go first this time any hopes any dreams generally not (laughs) (laughs) i hope to have a career one day that i enjoy hopefully make a career out of this podcast we never know (laughs) yeah all right again i don't know if you can read my handwriting close encounters of the odd kind Ooh, aliens aliens all right and what does jesse get when the vibe is off yeah so we've got aliens and ghosties that's gonna be so exciting Woo! Woo-woo. and i think i actually found my alien story when i was looking for the obscure so i might already be on track for it's funny because next- i also found an alien story when i was looking up history's mysteries oh let's hope it's not the same alien story i doubt it is okay Mine was mine was from a trail cam. Probably not though. Then yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to look more into it to like see if yeah. there's like actually like substance to it or if it's just a weird photo. I don't know. Yeah, like I was just like, um, I just I just chose a man who had just a bunch of shit in his house. So I chose a man who liked to take shit out of other people's houses and off their head. <laughs> We just had some very weird men today. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That we did. That we did. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to episode two of season two of History Bucket, the podcast. Mississippi. Mississippi. (laughs) M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Yeah. Typing that into Google always screws me up. Yeah. Every time. I was like, ah, you know, MS. <laughs> That's where we're going to go. MS. <laughs> I, before last episode po- posted, I had to Google what the state code for Mississippi was because I was like, is it is it MS or MI? Oh my God. You know, because there's so many damn M states. Mm-hmm. Ugh, anyway. MI right. is Michigan. Yes. Where Paul was originally from. And, yes. then he went to, and then he went to MS where he, you know, shot a guy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank the, you. The, the important bit of the story is that right? he murdered a man. Has nothing to do with Elvis Presley. He murdered somebody for $10. Like, we need to focus <laughs> on this. Um, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow us on our social medias. We are doing not any better with updating it, um, but we're working. <laughs> I, I tried. And then, you like, tried. I did episode eight, and I was just, then I had to go back to work because the hurricane was over. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm so tired all the time that I don't sit down on the computer and do anything. So, uh, but it is History Bucket, the podcast on Facebook, and History underscore Bucket on Instagram and Twitter, which I don't think we've, oh, you've updated our Twitter in like a hot bucket second. So yeah. it's Listen. not even worth it. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I don't go on Twitter for anything but to scroll. Yeah, listen, Linda. So, (laughs) thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.